Hi, and welcome to the Almost Enlightened podcast. I'm your host, Alex Morin. Hey, as a thank you for listening, I'd like to invite you to join my newsletter, where you'll receive periodic updates on insights behind some of your favorite episodes. We're also expanding and soon moving into a YouTube space that'll provide additional opportunities to interact with me. You can do that by checking out www.almostenlightened.life and clicking on the newsletter tab at the top of the homepage. In the meantime, I'd love to invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode entitled, How to Disrobe in Public. I had a realization the other day that I would love to share with you. It was pretty profound, at least to me, and quite a moving experience. So let me set the stage for you. I was being interviewed by my business coach for an online segment he hosts once a month. And after about half an hour of conversation, we found ourselves discussing the topic of belief. I asked him if there were ever any moments in which he has doubt concerning his goals. He went on to say that those moments of doubt are pretty few and far between. In the end, he settled on uh, mostly no, although he did admit that he hit what he calls the terror barrier one time in 2020, and it was at the end of the year on December the 29th. He went on to say that on that day, and I quote, I had to make a decision. Am I going to become this man? Am I actually going to abandon the man I am to become the man that I must become in order to have that goal? Those were the exact words from my coach as he mused on his goals and his beliefs. He also pointed out that disbelief changes into belief once you fuse with your desire. Now, it probably comes as no surprise to you that I come from more or less the same philosophy of thought as my coach. And when he said those words about transforming into the man he must become, it hit a nerve because I had spent months doing just that, fusing with the new person that I'm becoming. You see, for the past several months, I've been attempting to create a whole new version of myself. And it's super fascinating. It's almost like watching a science experiment, except I'm the experiment. So then, in my live and recorded conversation with my coach, I put my finger on a revelation that hadn't been fully baked yet. It was a realization that I'd had a couple of days prior to the interview during a meditation and it came rushing into my head all at once. And this is what I said. I was fusing with the essence of what I want to become, who I am. My realization is that it wasn't so much about fusing with who I want to become, but letting go of everything else that isn't that person. Slowly, who I don't want to be is being pushed off. And man, That is a liberating feeling. So hang on, there's more. I went on to say, we build ourselves up as people throughout our entire lives based on our experiences and based on our genes. And we just become these people. And when we transform, it's not so much a matter of turning into someone so much as it's about getting rid of all of that stuff and just being who you truly are. So I transcribed all of that, which is why it's not the most eloquent thing you've ever heard me say. But if I had the chance to say it again, and thank gosh I do, 
I'd put it in this way. I've been trying to become a better version of myself for months. Studying, meditating, learning, sharing, stumbling, occasionally winning, but mostly stumbling. And I have learned so much about myself in these past months that I've discovered something profound. I discovered that I'm not somebody else. That there is zero point transforming into someone else. Because I am me. So instead of becoming the new version of myself, it's time to shed what isn't me anymore. Do you see what I'm saying here? The fusion that my coach was talking about is what I'm after. But before I do that, at the risk of fusing into something I'm not, I've decided to begin by disrobing, so to speak. Let's discuss that. We spend a lifetime clothing ourselves and masking ourselves in what we call our identity. That identity, for most of us, is the accumulation of a life's worth of experiences. Metaphorically speaking, we're so clothed that we don't see our true selves anymore. Have you ever taken a good look in the mirror and not been able to recognize yourself? I remember once being on a business trip and staring into the mirror in a hotel bathroom. I stood there dumbfounded for what must have been minutes, just studying the person in front of me and wondering how the heck he'd gotten there. Who is that? I mean, who is that? If we don't take the time to know ourselves, then it's easy to forget who we are. And you don't see that as much with young children, but they're quick studies and they observe the outfits their parents and their siblings wear. For example, as I watch my youngest son grow up, I can see him trying on new layers of clothing. Lately, he's taken to trying on the outfits his teenage brother and sister wear, exercising and vocalizing what we'll call alternative viewpoints. But it's all part of the learning process, isn't it? He's still at an age where being himself isn't embarrassing, but I can see him testing these new outfits already. And it'll be interesting to see what he settles on and whether or not he'll feel the need to add layers like so many of us have. And as parents, we'll have to make sure that he has plenty of time to live in the present. Because what we're discovering as parents is that the omnipresence of screen technology, tablets, PCs, TVs, gaming consoles, smartphones, smartwatches, it all takes us away from the present moment and causes our children to become dependent on technology. Technology that does the thinking for them and removes them from the now. We're essentially allowing someone or something else to take over their minds. And the same principle applies to us as adults. See, we're all so suggestible. And these screens that I speak of, they're transforming us, but not of our own volition. My point is that the metaphorical layers we pile upon ourselves, often aided by technology, actually prevent us from being who we truly are. We become actors in our own play, wearing costumes and masks, always traveling further and further away from our true selves. Hey, did you know that masks, the kind you put over your face, have been used since antiquity? In fact, the oldest masks known to us date back some 9,000 years and are housed in museums in both Paris and Jerusalem. 
But what's even more incredible is that there's evidence that anthropomorphic artwork depicting masks dates back some 30 to 40,000 years. Wow. This means that in some way, shape, or form, we've been actors for an awfully long time. But let's get back to modern days. Why do we pile on so many layers and build elaborate identities that only serve to narrow our fields of opportunity? Because it's my contention that as we don these costumes, they add a layer of what we believe to be protection from our vulnerable and naked selves. It may well be that the layers we add are tantamount to bandages that mask previous wounds and insecurities. The problem being that hiding our wounds from the healing sunlight and the opportunity to examine them carefully prevents us from healing. Now, I'm sure you've noticed that there's a customary costume associated with most professions in life. If you're in the financial industry, perhaps your costume is a suit. If you're a doctor, it's a lab coat and a stethoscope. And if you're a mechanic, it's coveralls with an embroidered name badge. But is it possible for a person to wear different costumes? For example, does your power suit turn into baggy jeans and a sweater on the weekend? Do you wear different costumes for different people? This is what I'm talking about when I say that we spend a lifetime clothing ourselves, oftentimes piling on so many layers that there's little to no connection with what's underneath it at all. So when I talk about fusion, the essence of fusing with who we want to become, I don't think it's possible until we first take off all of our clothing one layer at a time. And what a process that is. Some of the layers we wear fit tightly, so tightly that it's hard to take them off. Other layers are more permanent, perhaps like a tattoo or even like jewelry that we never take off. But if you're intent on reinventing yourself, I don't think that adding a new mask or a new costume is going to make a significant difference because you're already covered by the many characters you're playing and the outfits you're wearing. It seems to me that you've got to hit the reset button and begin from the beginning, but not before paying homage to layers that you'll be taking off. Which brings us to the meat of today's discussion, which is all about how to disrobe in public. You see, we can't hit pause on our lives if we've decided that we'd like to make a change, that we want to become someone else or find out who we truly are. Because most of us have jobs, families, dependents, routines, obligations. Oh man, forget it. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what most of us do, myself included. It's far easier to wear the outfit we put on for the ball than to rush home, change it, and come back later. We're afraid of what we're going to miss, not ever knowing that what we don't know is where the magic is. Not ever knowing that what we don't know is where the magic is. So what is underneath all those layers? Is it time to find out? Quite some time after I left my longtime professional career and thought I was on the right track, I had a realization that changing into a new outfit wasn't the solution. I was still wearing far too many layers of clothing. And it's kind of like rebuilding a house. You've got options. You can dress it up. You can change the furniture. You can knock down a couple of walls and make it something fresh. But it really is still the same footprint. 
If you're looking for radical change, you're going to have to tear it down. So I made a conscious effort to begin disrobing, and boy was it daunting. First, I had to look into the mirror and ask myself why I decided to wear that outfit. The hardened armor of an important decision maker needed to come off. Is that what I had become? Come on, someone with a sense of way too much self-importance who needed the validation that comes with being at the top? No thanks, not anymore. So I took the suit off. But not without admiring its fine threads and the effort that was required to build it. After all, it was the product of 20 long years. So why not honor it? Understand it a little. Appreciate the wonderful things that were done and accomplished in that suit. It becomes a lot less daunting when you can appreciate who you were, even if that person is no longer who you are. And this was the beginning of how I began to disrobe. Now, I should tell you that when you're taking off layers, there's a chance that people won't recognize you anymore. But don't worry. If they're truly your crew, they'll soon appreciate the new you. Ha! That's catchy, isn't it? At this point, there's a natural tendency to put the clothing back on. And I can tell you that I did this several times. I was actually afraid of losing my identity. But we'll get back to that soon. Right now, I'm going to bring you back to the moment when I was blurting out my revelation on a live stream with my coach. It was emotional because it was a huge realization for me. The realization is that I needed to find myself before I could build myself again. You see, I was so intent on becoming a new person that I didn't realize that if I took a layer or two off, there was a whole new person underneath just waiting to express himself. And that's what I mean by liberation. As the layers come off, and whew, believe me, there are tons of them that accumulate over a lifetime, there was renewed joy in discovering a less defined version of myself. Because every layer is just the definition of who you decide to be based on the clothing or the mask that you decide to wear. Peel back the layers and there's less definition and more possibility. A great example of this would be a customs officer. When in uniform, every customs officer that I've ever met wears a persona. But take the outfit off and usually the volume of that persona gets turned down. And this isn't a bad thing. Actually, I think it's often a good thing, especially in that profession. But for the purpose of today's discussion, we're interested in finding out what happens when you've successfully taken off all your clothing, your masks, and your jewelry. When you undertake this process, the process of disrobing, it's often scary. The unknown can be frightening, which is why most people spend their lives in costume. Our identity is something that many of us have spent our lives building. We've defined ourselves by our professions, our hobbies, and our routines. The definition is the very thing to which we are hanging on. We'd rather hang on to a finished portrait than stare into the unlimited possibility of a blank canvas. That's a crazy thought. But can I paint a better picture? Is it too late? Is it worthwhile are only some of the questions you're bound to ask yourself. But I'm going to tell you from experience that things never change overnight. You don't lose your friends, you don't divorce your partner, and you don't quit your job. 
In fact, things get better when you shed layers. You become closer to your true friends. You become a better partner. And you begin to excel in your professional life, unshackled from a definition. Disrobing in public is not something that's done in a day, in a week, a month, or even a year, at least not for me. Disrobing is an honorable experience that's done gracefully and gradually. You'd probably freeze to death if you went full Monty overnight. So you've got time on your side. You've got time to examine, to appreciate, to take it off, to put it back on, to take it off, to put it back on, until you decide that you're done with this layer. So why beat yourself up? Take it at your own pace and enjoy the emancipation from the weight of those layers that you've been carrying for decades. That, my friends, is liberation. In preparation for this episode, quite a lot of thought was required. I watched the interview I was talking about before many times, and I even transcribed the words into my journal so that I could study them over and over and over again. And I now see that at the time, my big revelation was that I had to disrobe before I could continue to build myself back up again. But I'm going to tell you something. I've since made another discovery, and it's perhaps equally as profound. You see, I believe that I can finally see my naked self. Now, I've still got layers to go, no doubt, but I'm seeing the form. And it's super interesting to me that the goals I used to have were married to the people in the uniforms I used to wear. As I take off another uniform, so too goes the ideology that accompanied that outfit. Now, I've slowly been removing all of these layers, in public no less, and I thought that I was ready to jump into a new outfit that better reflects the kind of man that I want to be. But it actually turns out that being no man makes me any man. And there's a comfort in that because it allows me to attract and entertain an infinite amount of possibilities that are consistent and aligned with what my heart is telling me. We came into the world without a mask and without any clothing. And when we depart it, we'll leave behind all the costumes we wore throughout the greatest drama that ever existed. You'll be remembered by many for some of your greatest roles and by others for who you truly were and are. Because in the end, you are pure, pristine, powerful, and naked energy just energy under all that material. Hey, thanks for listening today. I appreciate you.